Haven't you enjoyed those video reflections of longtime faithful members, many of whom have made this First Baptist Church Tipton so unusual and so special? I just have a short meditation this afternoon uh, entitled A Fine House for God. It comes from 2 Samuel 7, verses 1 through 3. And this is what is written. Now when the king, speaking of David, dwelt in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies round about, the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. King David was feeling guilty. He was living in a fine house of cedar while God was dwelling in a tent. And the luxurious quality of David's palace led him to propose building a temple for God. And what is interesting is that when he proposed this, God said thanks, but no thanks. God told David he was not fit to build his temple. While God loved David and David was a man after God's own heart, there were some qualities about David that rendered him unfit to be the one to build God's house. He had shed too much blood in wars. Solomon, David's son, would be a man of peace, and it would be Solomon who would be chosen to have the privilege to build a house for God. And so I want you to see briefly two things here this afternoon from this passage of Scripture. The first one is simple. If we live in nice houses, so should God. And the second one, building a house for God is a privilege and not a burden. So here's David, and he's sitting in his house of fine cedar, and he's looking around and enjoying everything that God had given him, and he thinks about how good God has been. And he realizes the stark contrast between the palace in which he dwells and the tent in which God dwells. And something's just not right about that. How can I sit here and enjoy this big fine house when God, who has given all this to me, is in a house that is falling down? We realize, of course, that God doesn't live here, but as you've heard in testimony after testimony, we can certainly sense his presence here more easily than in many other places. And so, when God's house is, is in disrepair and we live in fine houses, it is incumbent upon us to do something about it. The second thing I want you to see is that building a house for God is a privilege, and he doesn't give it to just anybody. You might assume that if anyone were qualified to build a house, it would be King David, the fair-haired chosen one. But David had shed too much blood in all the wars he had to fight to establish the nation of Israel. Not to mention the indiscretion with Bathsheba and the convenient disposal of her husband that continued to haunt him. So in verse 3, Nathan says, David, do everything that's in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But Nathan spoke prematurely because later God came to Nathan and spoke to him and told him that David was not the one to build his temple. David wasn't worthy because God doesn't allow just anybody to build him a house. We're so grateful that 110 years ago, 1906, a fledgling First Baptist congregation laid the cornerstone and construction was begun on this, this beautiful building. 
Two years later, it was completed and dedicated in 1908 and has been in service for the kingdom of God ever since. I asked someone this morning if they were coming to the dedication service this afternoon. He said, no, I came to the first one. He was an older member, and he's been a member here a long time, but I don't think he's 110. <laughs> so this will be the only opportunity that you and I will have of being involved in a dedication service for the Memorial Chapel of First Baptist Tifton. And it's a privilege that God has given us to be able to do so, because not everyone is found fit or worthy. God's house should be as nice as the houses we live in. And it's not just anyone who's fit enough to build it. This chapel is a special place. It always has been and it always will be. We are indebted to those who built it and to God for deeming us worthy enough to repair it. May it always be used for service and for events that please him and bring him glory. Amen. Let's bow together. And close with the prayer our Lord taught his disciples. Father, as we come to this hallowed moment, <laughs> I'm just mindful of the great cloud of witnesses, the thousands, beginning with Bessie Tift and right down through those we've, sown, we've seen in videos and who are sitting among us even now, who have been faithful members of this church, who have persevered through hardships and have made it possible for this church not only to minister to each other, but also to go out and tell the world the good news of Jesus Christ and the difference he has made in our lives and the relationship he wants to have with everybody if they'll only believe. We're thankful that somebody told us that story and many sitting here today heard it in this room or in a Sunday school room right off this building or down the hall in the new educational wings. We pray that you would find us faithful vessels to inhabit this house of worship, to be here, to use it wisely, to worship you, to tell other people about you, for folks to come and, and express wedding vows to one another and Christian homes to be established for folks to follow a casket down the aisle and say their goodbyes and praise you for a life that was lived in a legacy of faith that was presented to them growing up as they laid a loved one and family member to rest. We thank you for the thousands of worship services that have transpired here and all those who have professed their faith in you and we're baptized in this lead line baptistry underneath the platform right here. God, continue to use this building. And even though we know we cannot contain you in a house made with hands, we know that there are places we can go and sense your presence unlike any other. And may this place always be such a location. And all who enter these doors know that Jesus lives here and love prevails in all that we say and do. For send the one who taught his disciples how to pray, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.